more than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. We are the powerful Nerdcast. Hello, my friends. I'm Corey, and joined with me is Christian. Hello, everyone on Internet World. We have many exciting topics to talk about, but mostly a lot of trailers. Yes, a lot of trailers. And this is something that's kind of interesting, because over the last couple of years, superhero movies have become like the biggest thing here in America. They make money. They do. That's for damn And they're good. Mm -hmm. That's the best part. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with a theme or a big, like, you know, payday on all these studios, as long as the content is good. And the Avengers and everything has shown us that it's good stuff. But something that doesn't have a good track record is live-action anime. That's right. But it seems like some good stuff is coming our way. Mm -hmm. And you just showed me uh, Parasite the Maxim Mm -hmm. is one of the uh, trailers we just watched before we started the podcast. Mm -hmm. And wow, they actually pulled it off. It Mm -hmm. looks pretty good. It literally looks just like the manga and anime version, except obviously just you got real actors. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing that's really surprising about it is that it took a long time for something like this to happen. I was almost sort of shocked that there haven't been more live-action anime movies that were made exclusively by Japan. But I honestly think that they've seen, like, how popular all the big superhero movies are doing. They're like, why don't we, you know, try our hand at this? You know, maybe it can be successful. And I'm glad that they're picking and choosing certain anime and manga series that actually, I think, do work in a live-action Something with no beams or crazy powers. It's all kind of... Now, when I say grounded in reality, (laughs) take that with a grain of salt because Mm -hmm. there's still monsters transforming and and mythical beings and things like that. But there's not flying around so much unless Mm -hmm. there's a cable attached to you. And there's not... I don't know. It's just like Parasite the Maxim works because it's just monsters that like transform out of your face. Yeah, basically. And that's something that can be accomplished with both practical effects and with CG. And I want to stress, too... um, the trailer too sort of also reinforces that CG in Japan is getting much better. Well, let's be honest. Hollywood's production houses were the best in the world for Mm -hmm. a long time. But I feel like as technology gets better and things are easier to use, it's not a stretch to see these Japanese like production houses really come up with stuff. That's just as good as ours. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty obviously obvious that they're pulling it off. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Migi, he looks Almost like they pulled them straight out of the pages. I think that it's was an almost expression. creepy how good it looks. Yeah, but his personality, that's one thing I did mention or, or realize when I was watching it. His personality is more, well, he has one. Mm-hmm. He's not like a, a biological robot. And mm-hmm. It's kind of how I saw his character. But nowadays uh, in the trailer, he's joking around and it looks like his eyeballs are squinting as he's laughing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you're like, this is kind of different. Mm-hmm. But some changes had to be made. Yeah, I think that they, they had to say, okay, we need to make this character more likable. Mm-hmm. We don't have 25 episodes to make this character likable. We don't have all this stuff. So let's let's do something interesting with this character, uh, give him more of a personality. Mm-hmm. So I like what they're doing with Miki. Mm-hmm. And then, but he also is an exception to the parasite rule. And I think you're going to see more traditional parasites with like the teacher uh, and some of the other characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've been watching the uh, anime series, which is actually about to come to its conclusion, coming up this week is the final episode of Parasite the Maxim. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the shots in the trailer, like if you've been following the series, look like they were ripped just from the series. Like that one scene where uh, Shinichi is being attacked by the parasite in the school. Yeah, in the it, hallway. It, it looks yeah. like it came just from the anime version, but I like that you mentioned um, it didn't look like it was moving as fast. Yeah, and a the lot of that does have to, do, uh, that has to do with mostly anime style, you know, just the way the camera the moves. The blur lines. Ding, 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 ding. Exactly. You know, like that stuff doesn't work in live action. Mm-hmm. That's That kind of goes back to the beams and power-ups like mm-hmm. that. Like you can't have someone scream with 
auras around them. That's not that that doesn't transfer to realism. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with movement. If you're going to have someone attack someone with a sword, it can't just be a bunch of blurred movement lines around them. That's exactly. not that doesn't look real. No, you that, need to see actual like sword contact. Yeah, you need to see the arms moving. You need to see they can be fast. Mm -hmm. They just can't be so fast that it doesn't make sense anymore. And uh, I, we jumped the gun a little bit. If you don't know what Parasite's about, just quick little rundown. It's, it's about these like weird alien, possibly alien creatures, which come to Earth. They go inside of people's bodies and they take over their head, and that allows their head to like transform into these like weird monstrous forms and literally like open up like a flower. And you can see like all of like the eyeballs and all the like tendrils and teeth and everything. Mm -hmm. And that actually translated pretty well to the trailer. There was one shot I felt that was a little too like hokey. And maybe just a little goofy looking. Was it when the one? lady got her head bitten off? Yeah. I could tell um, you're going now, for that. It's not a bad shot. It's probably one of the most famous shots, I think, from Parasite in general. It's uh, one of the first major scenes from the anime. And it's like that first thing you see in Parasite where you're like, oh shit, this is going to be insane. And it looks so much like the anime and manga version. Like, even just the look of the eyeballs, like on his face when it transforms and bites her head off. Yeah. But, it, you know, since I'm a sick bastard and I love horror movies and I rewatch this stuff multiple times, I looked at the trailer multiple times. There's a surprising amount of detail, like when, uh, like, her head is bitten off. Like, you can actually see, like, all of the nastiness in the neck. It's still kind of moving around a little. Yeah, yeah. That's something you didn't see in the anime version. It's a little more static. And that brings us back to Miki. I love how you said he's way more expressive in the way his eyes move. Yeah. One of the most impressive things about Parasite's anime version is how they uh, actually animate the Parasites, in particular Miki. And especially in the first couple of episodes, because they make him move around so much. But... I hate to admit it, the live-action version looks a little better in how it moves around and how it expresses itself. Well, translating to live-action is very important, mm -hmm. and that's why I think this trailer works so well uh, so far in what we've seen, because mm -hmm. it translates to real life and what you expect to see. Mm -hmm. Now, explaining or taking an anime and changing that into what you expect to see is a big leap, and they did it, because that's hard to do. Because if I was to draw something that looked really cool mm -hmm. and then ask someone to translate that in real life, there's a lot of things you have to figure out. Putting something like a 2D image, like especially from a manga, and mm -hmm. trying to like show it off in real life, it, it can end up looking really weird. Yeah, and, it can. Uh, it can. I, I think it's an accomplishment to the uh, creators of the, the you know, movie that they're doing such a good job. But also, uh, they're not overusing the CG too much, and they're making sure to make use of their lighting. And that's something that's incredibly important with special effects and especially with CG because CG looks so fake nowadays. We all know what it is. We know how they yeah. do the tricks. But there were a lot of shots in the trailer. I was like, wow, they did a really good job on making that look impressive. Other thing that helps with the CG, it's mm. not CG of a real thing. Mm -hmm. So that helps your mind. Like you have to understand, your mind has to accept that that's a real thing on mm -hmm. screen. And that's why it looks goofy when Chronicles of Narnia, the lion, looked fake as shit. Yeah. But because we know what a lion looks like. Mm -hmm. The dragons in Game of Thrones, though, they look real as hell. Because mm -hmm. we don't know what dragons look like. You know, that's up to your interpretation of dragons. So, and the same thing with parasites. I think mm -hmm. it falls under that. We don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, aside from the actual humans that they take over, like their actual true forms is unlike anything that you ever see in real life. So it, it is much easier to accept. That's a really good point. Yeah, well, you don't... Uh, I heard that uh, one time that CGI is better saved for, like, things that aren't real. Like, non-humanoid-esque characters. Because, like, I like that you brought up, uh, you know, if it's something that we can, like, accept and believe that it's real. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that the Hobbit movies are a little weaker because they use way too much more CG, especially with the orcs. Yeah. And uh, there were a lot of instances where I was taken out of the film because I'm just like, that's one of the fakest things I've ever seen. And when it does take, like, a more humanoid shape that you're used to seeing, you mm -hmm. are going to be more critical of it. 
but that's the advantage of uh, this Parasite movie. And it is interesting to note. I think it's going to be a couple movies. I think it's going to be two. And it's going that to makes t- sense. Yeah. It's a lot. It's too much content to mm-hmm. try to shove into one movie. And it just it blows my mind that they're already making this because I mean the anime version is just finishing up. I guess they just really want to expand this story to as many people as possible. You can read the manga version, watch the anime, or see the movie. Well, look at what uh, Attack on Titan did. It mm-hmm. blew up. It blew up, and then they were like, okay movie time Mm -hmm. you know and now parasite is just like on top of it they're Mm -hmm. like okay the show blew up movie time you know maybe they were already planning the movie because you Mm -hmm. said this manga has been out and done since 1997 or 92 Uh, mid 90s i'm not 100 percent of that i do know that parasite started in the late 80s and they released a couple volumes a year until it finished and it's a uh, surprisingly short series in fact the anime version is adapting the entire thing completely Mm -hmm. i'm actually uh holding back on reading the manga version until the anime is done because i just want to see how the last episode is going to play out yeah and they have a different feel Mm-hmm. They definitely do. I mean, manga and anime, you get with anime, you get soundtracks and you mm-hmm. get voice acting and you get you get character development in a way you don't get in manga. Mm-hmm. So why sort of like all of a sudden insert a different storytelling style and just sort of spoil the end mm-hmm. for yourself? I would because I'm like that. If I really want to see something <laughs> and they haven't come out in the anime, I just go read the manga. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bad like that. But uh, I think Parasite can definitely adapt the entire series, um, especially now that I've watched the anime version. Um, there are a few things they can cut out, you know, mm-hmm. and they could do without. I really think they can do the entire story. And I've seen the trailer for the first movie. I can't wait to see the trailer for the next one because that's when things start getting really crazy. And you see that. I, I don't even want to spoil anything. That's the thing. I want to talk about the character named Goto, but I can't because there are some of you probably who haven't seen Parasite yet. And I don't even know where to, like, tell you where to start because, like, the manga version's good. The anime version's awesome. I we got watch, this brand new movie. Watch the first episode or two of the manga or mm-hmm. of the anime. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best place to start and the best place for you to like get a grasp of what this show's all about. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I think the it, for some reason when I see me, I think of like Flubber or something, like in this movie, because he has so <laughs> much like personality, even mm-hmm. though he's like a deadly flubber with blade hands, you know? <laughs> Also, they had a really interesting way of, like, shooting. Like, whenever you saw his arm, but Miki was coming off of it, like, you know, Parasite Spaghetti, mm-hmm. you know? His arm was always under the table. And then, like, the Parasite just came out. On, like, you don't see the connection, mm-hmm. at least in the trailer shots. Mm-hmm. I think that also helps with the realism of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're very creative and it's in not way. like a it's not like a cheat or anything either, because that happens in the anime and manga, where Miki will, like, stretch across the room and go under the bed and under tables and stuff, yeah, yeah. just so he can hang out at the computer. Yeah. Like, you know, so that actually is not, like, a cheating way to do things. And uh, if you guys have not seen the trailer, I'll put it in the description box. And there's also a few commercials that they've released for the new movie, mm-hmm. which uh, show a few other shots. I didn't show those intentionally, because I want you to see them for yourself. Uh, but the uh, trailers, there are some uh, action scenes, which actually do look really intense with uh, Shinichi fighting against the uh, other parasites. Yeah, but, I think uh, that's going to be good. It's just, I never thought I would be kind of excited to see like a live action adaptation of an anime, especially after the abysmal Dragon Ball Z evolution. But then again, that was an American production, and that was made to simply make money off of the name. I can tell by looking at Parasite and the brand new Attack on Titan movie, these people actually kind of care about the property they're working on. I think you have to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. People can tell. People aren't stupid anymore. People aren't stupid anymore. And when they're fans, they expect the people to make the movie to be fans as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that the uh, production companies had to learn that. A lot of the big companies. I don't know what who's the big companies in Japan that do this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they knew that already. Uh, but their stuff wasn't as good as American stuff. But now it, that production gap is like shrinking. You know, like I said, like you can get on my computer right now with all these softwares, and if you know what you're doing, you can create like a green screen film or something that will like blow your mind. You remember that trailer we watched about the guy that goes back in time? The mm-hmm. cop, the '80s cop mm-hmm. that had to stop Hitler. God, that was so awesome. <laughs> that was just like. 
like seven dudes, you know, and some green screen and cool ideas, you know, like that stuff is just that easy to make. The, now. the technology is actually caught up with the filmmaking to yeah. where like it's really uh, easily accessible to people. Absolutely. It's not that hard anymore. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought that uh, helps a lot with the CG that I didn't mention until now was that they keep it really dark. Yeah, the lighting is so important. It's very contrasty, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, uh, again, dark tones and mm-hmm. sort of, like, helps with the storytelling, and you're dealing with death and, like, heavy shit mm-hmm. most of the time. And uh, I think that that helps. Uh, Pacific Rim, all the robots and monsters fighting, always in water most of the time, mm-hmm. so you never saw their legs, so you didn't yeah, see and how... even when they're in the city, you know, a lot of things are obscured and everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bright lights, which actually sort of, like, reflect off of them, so it's kind of hard to see them. And, they uh, almost make it look so unrealistic. Like, you know, those color palettes mm-hmm. are so ridiculous that, that you don't, you, you almost don't connect it to reality, so you don't judge mm-hmm. it as much. It, uh, it kind of goes back to Jurassic Park. Like, you know, the famous T-Rex breaking out of the fence scene? Mm-hmm. That, that scene's effective because not only is it CG and animatronics, but it's at night, it's raining, it's dark. They combine all the different uh, shots of the animatronics and with the CG, and it makes it all the more believable. I, I was watching uh, Jurassic Park again the other day, just looking at the shot when it was, like, uh, knocking over the Jeep with the kids inside, there, there's a shot of a CG leg of a T-Rex, and it's like, it blows my mind that back in the day they were thinking about, like, how would the leg and its movements actually affect the dirt around it? Like, you can see they went in there, and, you know, they actually made the dirt move around, like, where its foot was and everything, and that's some attention to detail from 1993 that blows my mind. And it, it still amazes me how much that, like, really, like, holds up. That also shows you, um, I think if I'm right, I'm pretty sure I am, I've looked this up before, like, Steven Spielberg went and he made that. And then he went and made Schindler's List, like two of his best movies, like back to back. So different. Yeah, so different. But at the same time, like pioneering in so many different ways, you know, like a strong story. That might have been the peak for Spielberg. I think that was the end of Spielberg. I think that might have been it after that. I don't know. I mean, what do you do after Jurassic Park? How can you even diss the man? You can't diss the man. He made two great movies. But Mm -hmm. I'm saying like uh, uh, he uh, he pretty much threw all his creative energy into that. But Mm -hmm. I can't. Who makes like titanic and it'd be like if uh uh who's the guy that made titanic james uh, cameron james cameron made like terminator 2 and then made titanic wait did he make those back to back no he didn't they they were separated by a few years but uh, but you know what i'm saying Yeah, it's kind of the same thing you know like, he made this big happen. heavy action movie that was revolutionary in terms of its cg and then he goes and makes titanic which again i think was pretty revolutionary in its camera work just as much for the uh the big ridiculous the perspective story. of that film mm-hmm. was sold very well like you believe that ship was you know that i big. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say right now titanic's a guilty pleasure you watch that i watch it i and... listened to the soundtrack a lot in high school i felt yeah. that <laughs> it was good to do homework S- too <laughs> yeah my heart yeah. Was song was everywhere in 1997 that man. movie was everywhere in 1997 it was man it was funny because like you know Back in the day when that movie came out, I was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, fifth graders don't care about a love story. I was like, everybody's like, oh, Titanic, Titanic. Are you guys stupid? The American Godzilla's coming out. <laughs> you know, at the time, I was excited for the American Godzilla movie. Yeah. Oh, now, how I wrong freaking, we were. I, I should have been first in line to see Titanic instead. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hate to admit it is. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I mean, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. But I can certainly sit down and watch it and not really have a problem with Corey, it. Corey, I need you to draw me like one of your French girls. <sighs> anyway, uh, moving <laughs> on, moving along. Parasite, I'm pretty freaking excited for it. Uh, you know, I didn't expect that. But there's even more big live action movies. Uh, we already mentioned Attack on Titan. I showed you the trailer for that. What would you think of that? Attack on Titan, damn. It, first of all, it made me depressed as soon <laughs> as I watched it because the tone is so depressing. But that show is depressing. Yeah, I mean. The show doesn't even like fall into any anime tropes. It doesn't have big, whoa, like eyes or, you know, 
teardrops or anything when you actually look at the anime. You're talking about like when their heads get exaggeatedly big. Yeah, and they, no, they have shit. like those big goofy, big sweat drop anime moments. Yeah, or the little the little U print that gets put here. Yeah, oh, yeah the, you the pissed off look. Yeah, the pissed off look. None of that exists in that anime. So mm. I already knew the movie was going to be dark and depressing. And it is a dark and depressing show, but a really well-told story. And mm. people are kind of into zombies now. So that was kind of like another, because they're kind of like giant zombies. They're super zombies. They're big, giant super zombies. And uh, it looks good. There's obvious problems with it, though. I feel like we have talked about this on the podcast, but now I sort of see what you're saying. Um, the All the cast is Asian, and it was a European sort of movie and like had a lot of German influences. Mm-hmm. And for them to sort of just Asian wash it, you know, like it's kind of strange. You know, they say that we whitewash a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to remember, I mean, it is their property. First and the, foremost. The, and, they and, made it, so they can put their people in it. I and, get that. Uh, that is a plot point, you know, in the original Attack on Titan series, uh, Mikasa Ackerman was uh, one of the few Orientals, that's what they actually call them in the show. That's racist. One of the uh, <laughs> last people of their kind, and that's what made her so rare. That's why those two guys were trying to take her and her mother away, yep. and that resulted in her being like the ultimate badass of the show. But uh, that's a plot element that I think in the movie version they're just going to ditch altogether. And, uh, you know, that's why we have such a a large Asian cast in the movie. And uh, you can even see that, like, in the set design. It seems to have more of, like, a... uh like Japanese design to the streets, like and the feudal cities. Japan sort of look, like, kind of a little bit like that, yeah, kind yeah. of like maybe turn of the century Japan, like a uh, drunken fist master. Oh, who owes that Jackie Chan movie? Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of getting that look, except with big freaking titans. Yeah, and uh, the trailer does a pretty good job too of not revealing too much. There's uh, a few I almost s- say that that's a problem though, because I don't mm. know what anything. I don't know what it looks like to see people swinging around chopping at titans yet. Th- that is that is one of the selling points of Attack on Titan too. Is the uh, the 3d maneuver gear where they're Mm -hmm. able to move around like spider-man with these big swords you do see them wearing it and they do have the swords and stuff in the trailer but you don't see any of that you barely see any of the titans they cheer they're like (laughs) i'm like fly around i want to see it Mm -hmm. yeah and uh i just think that the um i need to see the storytelling a little bit more like the trail i want to see another trailer that tells me a little bit more um i i just want to see what it looks like because it looks good don't get me wrong. I just, I feel like I understood what Parasite was about mm-hmm. comparing those two trailers and have no idea really how they're going to tell the story with Attack on Titan. I'm not too worried about that because Attack on Titan is so big right now. And like my, my thought process so is hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> my thought process is they don't need to show that Attack on Titan is so good and what its story is because everybody's already obsessed with it to begin with. That's true. A- at least in Japan anyway. Here in America, it's still a pretty big show, but there's still some people you say, hey, have you seen Attack on Titan? They're like, no, I've never even heard of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the movie itself is making some big changes. Uh, something that was teased in one of the earlier posters was the character of Hanji Zoe, who is the one character who's completely obsessed with the Titans. She wants to learn everything about them. And in one of the posters, she had a freaking RPG. Okay. So that's a huge change for the series. Because the Attack on Titan, yeah, yeah. The, it's a post-apocalyptic setting and they do have some guns, but it's like really archaic flintlock guns and big cannons and everything Fucking but not rip like the paper pour the powder stuff thing exactly it's gonna yeah. be like they even like go through that process in the show um but there's gonna be rpgs i believe there's even gonna be an ak-47 so this is gonna be like a post-apocalyptic setting that has more access to somewhat more modern technology and mm-hmm. uh i don't know how that's going to play into the movie and i don't even know how many movies they're gonna try and make this because the manga version is still going yeah and we don't even have a second season of the anime yet which is coming. They stressed it's probably going to be coming out in very early uh, 2016, which, God, I cannot wait to see that. But uh, they're making some big changes for these movies, a little more so. When's than that movie coming out? 
Uh, Attack on Titan? Yeah. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, Google that. I want to uh, see if I'll that... look that up right now. Yeah. Um, it seems interesting, though. I'm, I'm excited to... Here's the thing. Everything's getting me excited about these movies, but I've really, I've just got to see them. I've got to believe, I got to see to believe on this because the Avengers proved that, you know, that they can do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just, I have to know what, you know, if this is really going to happen or not in a good way, because the live action Death Note was okay. It was okay. But that show is all about the writing. it's also another one of those shows too that's kind of like Parasite where like, all the main characters are just normal-looking humans. Yeah, they're just people. And, and then occasionally you'll have a Shinigami who's, like, hanging out in the background. But uh, they don't really do much. You know, mm-hmm. e- you know, rewatching Death Note, reading the uh, the manga version again, you'll notice that the Shinigami Ryuk is barely in it at all. Yeah. He's basically just... He might have a scene once every five episodes, and it'll be brief. And most of the time, his scene is just him laughing at light, and that's it. Or he's, like, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very much, you know, behind the scenes. But I think they did a good job with him in the movie, because, um, I mean, there was no compromise in how they made him look. I mean, it looked like Ryuk from yeah, the, the whole, anime the whole and thing. the manga version. I, I I didn't see all of the Death Note live action. In fact, the only scene that comes to mind is that one where they're hanging out in a mini-mart, and uh, you have Ryuk who's just following him around, and he just, like, freaks out, and that's it. But it, it is fairly impressive CG, and you could tell that they were impressed with their CG, because they're like, we're going to show you a scene with Ryuk in a well-lit convenience store. We're going to show you everything. So yep. you're going to be able to see all the faults and all the good stuff. So uh, I still think it looked pretty good, and they seem to be going that route. Um, I can't seem to find the release date for Attack on Titan. Uh, I thought this would be a little easier. Uh, I'm looking at a million articles, and nobody seems to Here's the to thing. Wanna... If you guys find it, let us know in the yeah. comment below. Um, but if you haven't had a chance to look at the trailer for it, just like uh, Parasite, we'll put that in the uh, description box below. Uh, there is one more live-action movie, uh, which there isn't too much footage of it quite yet. There is some footage out there, though. And this one is, like, the complete opposite of Parasite and Attack on Titan. It okay. is Hamtaro. Assassination Classroom. Oh, I was gonna, I said Hamtaro. I don't think the world's ready for <laughs> Hamtaro yet. <laughs> Hamtaro would be so easy to do, though. You just make the little hamster talk in the cage. That's all you do. Um, <laughs> maybe give him, like, a little hat or something for the other characters. Uh, but, yeah. um assassination classroom yes which, great show by you know the way. it's a really really funny show uh you know it's it's about this weird octopus monster who can destroy the planet and he says he's going to destroy the earth in one year's time um except that he's also going to teach this classroom he's going to teach them not only lessons in life but to kill him as well and if they can kill him with one within uh, one year he will not destroy the earth and they're putting this in a live action setting and unlike some of the other big live action things they're not making any changes koro sensei looks like koro sensei He's still got the big, happy, smiley face, and he looks so different in live action, like when he's next to real people. It almost looks jarring. And another <laughs> thing. Because he does look jarring next to real people. Now, I was excited for Parasite the Maximum for Attack on Titan. I'm not so excited for Assassination Classroom, because Assassination Classroom is one of those things where, like, all the characters have a very distinctive style to them. Mm-hmm. Like, all the main characters, the human characters, they have a look to them that's, like, very distinct, very anime like. And when you put that in the live action setting, just looks like a bunch of Japanese kids. Like, it, they don't look as special as they do in the well, anime Well, like, one of the main characters has blue hair. Yeah, in a really weird haircut, you know? You like got a, a kid with red cut. hair and, like, <laughs> yellow eyes, you know? Every character looks very different and distinct from one another, and it just doesn't look all that special in the live-action one. Like, they're not even mm. trying to, like, make their hair color different or no. anything. But Koro-sensei still looks awesome. Personally, I can't wait to see what bitch-sensei is going to look like. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Double D sensei. Damn right. Uh, yeah, but that, that show is really interesting to me. Um, it's kind of not that crazy of an anime if you think about the story. This guy comes along, you know, he's like the old wise sensei, and he mm. helps the kids, you know, become better. 
and that all makes sense and he really cares and he just wants to make the world a better place mm -hmm. how do i get through to these kids exactly you know and <laughs> oh my god that's gonna totally change my image of Korra sensei now what is that movie called um, uh i don't know stand in a plot or something stand in uh... stand by me is the morgan freeman one yeah um how do I get... it's the one with edward james almost i know i know Koro sensei is edward james almost <laughs> from this point on like that's I'm gonna sum. I have to incorporate that in my review. I bet somehow. someone could remake that trailer with like all like, the <laughs> like like put the lines from the trailer, but do, like make it with uh, stand and deliver. Stand and I deliver. I believe is what it's called. They need to take all the like you said the audio from that and just put it with yeah assassination class. Classroom. You could remake really that funny. trailer. That would be pretty good. It kind of goes with it because you know class three E. They're kind of like the delinquents of their school, even though they're sort of forcibly. Did you watch uh, the most recent episode? No, I haven't. I'm like two episodes behind okay. right now. All right, the the next two are pretty weird. Um, but the the one that came this week was really good. Uh, there was some good action in it. It focused on Bitch Sensei, which is always awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's also like our first big major reveal to like maybe some uh, more info about Koro Sensei and what he really is. Uh, which is really awesome. All I know is if you're not watching Assassination Classroom, what's wrong with you? It's one of the most fun, inventive anime that I've seen in quite some time. And it's the type of show that years ago when I saw it like in the manga version, I completely wrote it off. I was just like, eh, it's not that over me. When they put it in an anime format, it's fun. Yeah, no, it definitely seems like it's a lot more fun. But here's the thing why I think it's so cool is because it's not the story this oh yes if you look at the specifics of the story there's an mm -hmm. octopus big smiley face man there yeah that's weird but i'm saying the actual story elements itself is not that crazy mm -hmm. it's just the retelling and their version of it makes it so interesting mm -hmm. you know and it's got everything that makes anime good you know like tentacles and superpowers and everything and so big tittied <laughs> women so. You just defined Japan right there. <laughs> yeah. um, but I am excited. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. I think they're jumping the gun a little bit um, because, you know, we, we're just getting into the anime version right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, the manga version is still ongoing. And I don't even know if the anime is going to adapt the entire manga or if they're going to try to come up with their own original ending. God, I hope they don't because that's the worst possible thing. That's you could the other do. thing. Is that manga done? No. Yeah. Still like, going. Why are you making? I guess you could wrap it up and just make one movie that doesn't go all the way. You know, don't try to don't don't have them assassinate or not assassinate Koro Sensei. Mm -hmm. You know, don't have the time run out. I just I want to make sure there's going to be resolution for the character. Like I want to learn about his entire backstory, why he's going to destroy the planet, why he destroyed the moon, like, and how destroying all if, that much of the moon didn't if, affect like the Earth's if atmosphere. He destroyed the moon. Maybe mm -hmm. he didn't even do that. It. Could be a big trick that like we don't even know. He could be using some weird power to make it seem like we just see the moon that way. Yeah. Because like I said, if you destroyed that much of the moon, like. That would really affect a lot of different parts of the Earth. Well, it would. the Earth and the Moon are, like, in a balancing act spinning yeah. around the Sun. So if you fucked one up, it would, like, throw the whole Earth off its axis. Like, we should all... They should all be upside down. Everything <laughs> should be messed up. There should be tidal waves, earthquakes going on all over the place. World should look post-apocalyptic after Koro Sensei had his way with the Moon. Yep. And, and it doesn't go that way. Uh, but he also has a lot of powers that we mm -hmm. don't even understand. Exactly. Like, I mean. a lot of powers. So... I'm kind of excited about that. Mm -hmm. uh, did they get into the uh, CGI character? Or not CGI, the uh, computer girl character? Has she been still along for the ride? She, that's the best thing. Um, she, like, she's included still now? a staple of the classroom. In fact, good, good. in the intro of the show, when they do the big musical number and all the students are there, uh, whenever a new character is introduced, they add them in. Like Bitch Sensei was added. Karasuma is in the background hanging out. Ritsu is now hanging out in the background, still 
in uh, her weird little big monolith box. How and they... there's another element of the episode that involves her, but I don't want to say it because it's kind of surprising and funny. No, no, no. We'll, uh, we'll get to that. Or I'll watch that. Or I'll talk mm-hmm. to you after the podcast because yeah. I kind of want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that that The live action uh, attack not attack on Titan live action assassination classroom mm-hmm. does look good though yeah. in the sense that I'm excited to see it. And I think that character translates well. I really hope they get the same voice actor. That's one thing I've accepted. Without um, from thinking. what I understand, I think it is actually a different voice actor this time. They only what, but why do they need to do that? Because the guy, they need to differentiate it as much as they can from the anime and manga productions, but it's he's like not a dude he... in a costume. It's just the CGI thing. Like they could still, he just walks in a voice booth. It's the same thing. No, I mean, I'd like it to be, you know, Koro Sensei's voice. It's kind of like how in Parasite, Migi's voice is completely different. It's like more male um, and I, goofy. In the, uh, the anime version, uh, Migi's actually voiced by this one voice actress. Her name escapes me, but she voiced a very famous anime character by the name of Haruhi Suzumiya. And uh, that's been one of the biggest roles that she's actually gotten is being the, mm-hmm. uh, the voice of Migi. And, you know, Migi from the movie is completely different from Migi from the show in terms of voice. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Again, I, I think they need to keep them different enough. You know, that way we can appreciate each one for their own merits, and that way they don't... Did they need to keep them the same for Optimus Prime? They kept them the same for Optimus Prime. That's different. Oh, that's different. We got exceptions up in this house. Okay. The problem is those (laughs) movies ended up sucking anyway. Yes, that's a good point, but... I will say that getting Peter Cullen to do Optimus Prime again was the best decision they made about those movies. Hearing his voice still gives me chills, but it's still not quite the same, but... There it is. Lots of live-action movies coming out. It's a step in the right direction for live-action anime, and that makes me happy because I've seen some crappy live-action anime adaptations, and it looks like we're going in the right direction. However, there is one anime show that is like, screw the live-action noise. We're just going to make another anime movie, and that's Dragon Ball Z Resurrection of F, which just last week was announced that it's actually coming to the United States this summer. Not only is it going to have its world premiere in Los Angeles, but it's going to be playing in cities across North America this summer along the big boys like Avengers, Ant-Man, Jurassic World, all that stuff. And you know what, Christian? We are going to that freaking premiere. Yes, I don't we care are. if we have to drive a couple of hours <laughs> out of state. We have got to go see this movie in theaters. I just want to say one thing. I'm dressing the camera right now. Uh, Funimation, if you're watching, we're okay if you fly us out there for it. We're okay with that. So, you know, if you want to give us some, you know, some tickets and some swag... We'll, we'll, you know, clear our schedules and make that happen. We will do it for free. <laughs> we will, because, we, I mean, even if we do go to the premiere, which we freaking are, um, we, we want to do, like, a whole video. We want to do, like, uh, talking with the fans who are in line. We want to, when the movie's over, like, ask them, what did you think of the brand new movie? What are your favorite parts? Because this is going to be one of the first instances where we're going to have a good opportunity to see this movie. Absolutely. Before too many spoilers hit online. I mean, we aren't going to be able to avoid that stuff immediately because it's not going to come I don't know if I'm going to want to. That's the thing. I'm going to be so tempted to want to like <laughs> look at spoilers and stuff online because after April 11th, the whole plot is going to be known. People are going to be knowing about it. They're going to be talking about it, the ending. They're going to know if, if Vegeta defeats him mm-hmm. or Frieza or if it's Goku or mm-hmm. if Bill steps in. They're, we're going to know the ending. We're going to know all the details. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that uh, I remember last year, whenever, um, uh, not last year, but they had some big release in L.A. And I just remember seeing all the coverage on it and being like, man, like, I wish I was there. Yeah. I think Funimation sent for Neverworld out there. And I I was so, like, in no way jealous, but I was so like, I was jealous? Well, I was jealous. I wanted to be at the premiere of Battle of Gods. But without the negativity, I mean more like I was so proud that someone in our anime reviewing community Mm. actually got, like, flown out there to Mm. do that. Like, that shows that we are in some way, like, 
the official news mm-hmm. of this stuff. I know? mean, the anime community is blowing up. We're becoming much more influential of uh-huh. like when these movies are coming out. And it's been kind of like this nice little snowball effect. Like first, you know, we had Battle of Gods last year, which came out a, you know, a good while after the Japanese release. But then you have this year where we had the brand new Naruto movie, which came out just like two months after the Japanese release in theaters, which unfortunately we did not get to see. But there is some good news about that. And I'll uh, announce that after this. Um, but this one, like, is coming out so much faster after the initial release of the film. Like, only a, a month and a half, two months after, we're going to be watching this movie. And not only are we going to be watching it, but we're going to be able to see it with all of the Funimation voice actors. They are already getting ready to start working on the dub. And this is great news because it means anime and dubbed anime is going to be coming out even faster than it used Didn't to. Didn't you say that Battle of God sold more DVDs in the U.S. than it did in Japan? Uh, I think in, like, a certain, like, uh, week or time period, like... There oh, were, in there, a time period. Yeah, okay. and there were, like, the pre-orders were, like, through the roof. It was just massive. And it just shows that Dragon Ball Z can bring people into theaters. You and, know what that says? Greenbacks do most of the speaking on things. You know, as soon as money gets involved, everyone's <laughs> like, okay, we're going to speed up production. We're going to uh, dual release with English and, and Japanese. I almost <laughs> said Spanish. You know, but the point is, you know, they're like, we're getting it out there as fast as we can. Cause, <laughs> and the other thing, the internet, man, global community now. It's just a big global community. Mm-hmm. You can't release in Japan and have the U.S. audiences not know. And you can't have them wait any more than a year, especially, you know. It, a year? That's fucking crazy. It nowadays. is. It's it's amazing because I've seen the entire evolution of, like, the anime industry. Like, it used to be if you wanted a show on DVD that you really liked in Japan, you might have to wait, wait upwards of three, five years to Do get you, it. Perfect example. Do you remember back in the day when Toonami was showing Dragon Ball Z? Mm-hmm. And they'd always stop when Goku would show up and fight Radix. And then the, the whole show would restart. God, that was irritating. Especially because I remember specifically it was uh, Namek Saga. It was Ginyu Force. Uh, it was Raccoon, who was just wailing on Vegeta and Gohan. And then it's all about to end. And then Goku arrives. And then they just stop. And they redo it again. And we had to wait, I believe. That happened like three two, or four times Like to two me. years before we actually started getting those new Frieza episodes. Yeah. And they... God, they advertised the hell out of those, and boy, were those fun to watch. Two years, mm-hmm. though. We waited two years, and this was before YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can go... And, now and you the can internet go on. wasn't as big back then, no. either. So, like, you know, if you wanted to watch more Dragon Ball Z, you had to watch Japanese-only super crappy footage on your computer. And yeah. I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to it wasn't all it. of it. It mm-hmm. was only some of it. Mm-hmm. Like, now you can go type on YouTube, full Frieza Goku fight. It's there. It's the whole thing. In HD. HD. They cut out all the filler. They just show the fighting parts. That's it. No cutting to Bulma wondering with Master Roshi on Earth if Goku's okay. None of that shit. (laughs) Get it out of there. (laughs) Only fighting. And that is, like, just recent. That shit was not... Like, that opportunity wasn't around before. And Mm -hmm. now they're going to release a new Dragon Ball Z movie in English in less than six months after it comes out. I mean, there's already an Assassination Classroom dub out. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so if you buy it, it, it's in it's in English too. No, it's just they're they're, they're showing on uh, Crunchyroll. Oh, on Crunchyroll, and, but it's being done by the staff, which is going to eventually release the DVD, and that just shows again that these shows are coming out even quicker and quicker. And uh, to a lesser extent, actually, no, not lesser extent. To more extent, Space Dandy. That's a show that also broke Dandy because baby. it aired in America a full twenty four hours before it did in Japan. That is Suck freaking it. ridiculous. <laughs> um, maybe that has something to do with the Toonami crowd, the fact that Cowboy Bebop and Shampoo were uh, a slightly more popular, I think, here in America, especially Cowboy Bebop, a show that they still manage to reshow in Adult Swim, and it still tears up in the ratings, and for good reasons. It's an amazing show, and it's worth rewatching. Funimation is doing everything in their power to try and make me buy the Blu-ray set, which I'm 
I'm not going to do it. My DVDs look just fine, but damn it, you're making it really hard when you put those trailers at the beginning of Space Dandy. Uh, they know um, what they're doing. Yeah. But um, still, I'm really excited for this movie. Like I said, I want to do everything in my power. To... Live action Space Dandy. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Actually, no. I, I, I completely am against that. Space Dandy is an anime show made for anime. It takes advantage of the format. I agree, but, yeah. you know, why not? It's same thing for Dragon Ball Z. It's like, why make a live-action Dragon Ball Z? Who cares? Resurrection of Ethos coming out. We just want more anime. I mean, that's what the Dragon Ball fans want. And we don't want us. you to reinvent it. We just no. want more of it. And that's what they're doing. They're yeah. giving us more story, and they're bringing back Frieza. I mean, I don't think it gets any more classic than that. I want Chris Sabat to stand there in live-action with his, with his bald head, and then just paint on a bullshit wig on him, and they paint the V. The right? V. They just paint the V. And there he is, out of shape, a little fat, just screaming his Vegeta. I just that that'd make the whole movie for me. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't ever make that. Chris about you're cool. I I'm sorry. I didn't that mean to diss now, you. Though, yeah, just to see him in that costume. <laughs> this is a, like his guts hanging out under the Saiyan armor, you know. And he's just like, ah, and there's a big fake uh, Sharpie Chris V. Chris Sabat, you're an awesome man. Thanks for letting us talk to you at that one convention. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't mean to diss you. It's just you don't look like Vegeta, and mm. it's a funny mental image. And he's definitely one of Funimation's. Uh, I think he's one of their directors too. He, like uh, he voices Zoro. Yeah, he voices you know Piccolo, Vegeta. He he's awesome. I don't even like the One Piece dub that much, but yeah, I think that... I hate Luffy's English voice. Oh my god. Yeah, everyone else one... is fine. Yeah. Actually, I don't really have a problem with anyone else. Zoro is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Usopp is voiced by Krillin, which is beyond perfect. It's funny. You know, yeah, it's, it, it works. It's ironic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, One Piece fans, make sure to uh, support Toonami in a number of different ways. You can watch their regular programming, which starts at 11.30 on Saturdays. Uh, but they're now also showing Dragon Ball Z Kai and One Piece at 8 o'clock, a full two hours before the block even begins. And that's in an effort to try to get more people to watch Toonami. Mm-hmm. And because Dragon Ball and One Piece are really popular. And I just I hope that continues because One Piece needs more American exposure. I really hope the ratings are still going to be good for it. The problem with One Piece, not that it's bad. It just takes a long time to get into it. Oh, definitely. I used to think One Piece was the stupidest thing ever. It yeah. took me, like, a whole arc and a half to really get into it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I watched, like, all of it, all the way to, like, Impel Down in, like, two weeks and freaking had no life. <laughs> Actually, no, it realistically took me a month and a half. It's too much, even mm-hmm. even if you want to watch I it I took all. my time with it a lot more. Like, I started buying the DVDs from Funimation, and I would watch, like, one set a month and get the next one, watch that set, just to really soak it in. It, that's the better way to do it. Mm-hmm. I just binged. I was also in college and had not much else to do. So that's different. When you're in between classes, you're watching anime. Yeah. Or I stayed up to like two in the morning, power watching that stuff. Yeah. It's just different. It's different. Now uh, with real life, you know, which actually uh, a good transition. Uh, uh, I'm sure I mention this all the time, but I do. I'm a professional videographer, cameraman, whatnot. And the last few days I've been really lucky or last few weeks. I've been really lucky to get a lot of awesome work, but it also has mean meant that I have not been around very much. And uh, it's a shame because I always love doing this. But as adult life kicks in, I think like uh, not that I don't want to do this. It's just this doesn't pay the bills and the adult life does. And uh, I've just been very busy with all that stuff. A cool thing, though, you know this. I've been getting into the drone video and I have one of those drones and stuff and I fly it around. And mm. we always said that we we're going to do the Shawshank Redemption shot one day where he's like, ah, and the camera pulls up. You can't force it, though. It's got to have a purpose. It's got to have purpace, but we'll fit it in. And uh, uh, in church, so I'll saying redemption shot right here. No. Mm. <laughs> we'll just go make that real mm. quick. Um, but uh, yeah, and I also just ordered a new drone. If anyone knows, it's the uh, DJI Inspire 1. It's cool. It looks like a dragon skull with with like propellers around it. It's like metal. And so I'm very <laughs> excited about that and very busy for the next few weeks. And I wanted to let you guys know I probably won't be in the reviews uh, except the podcast for like the next two, three weeks because I'm so busy. 
And also I haven't been able to do a few other things that I wanted to do for the channel. Uh, or I'm not sure when or if I'm going to get to them, but I just wanted to let you guys know I'm aware that I'm not here as much as I used to. But um, the studio is not going anywhere. That's the good thing with me being so busy. That means I have the money to keep this place and uh, uh, save up and do more things. And uh, we're going to buy more microphones and do more things. But uh, just been quite busy yeah. late, lately. I mean, and you're still here for the podcast. Yes. I mean, this is episode nine. We've been doing this nonstop every week without any breaks. Nine and, weeks uh, in a row. I think we're getting better at it. Yep. You know, I think we're starting to feel a little more natural and uh, things are better. But uh before we go today, let's go ahead and end it on one more topic, which Booyah. is going to be Naruto-related. I already mentioned uh, the last, uh, they just announced that it's actually going to be getting a DVD and Blu-ray release this summer in America. So they're going to be releasing it early, ahead of time, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. But I actually brought that up because I wanted to talk about something else. Okay. At the very end of 2014, the Naruto manga series came to an end. We're all real sad, we're all still getting over it. I did a top 10 favorite character video, and Christian, yes, you never made yours. And I, uh, you almost did. You had a list of 10. And I think this would be a pretty good opportunity to talk about some of your favorite characters. Okay. Because some of the ones that were on your top 10 list were not on mine. And I think the most controversial character who was not on my list <laughs> made yours. And I believe his name was Itachi Uchiha. Yes. I think Itachi is one of the coolest characters. Because mm-hmm. he almost doesn't even belong in the Naruto world. Because he is so self-aware of the Naruto world. Like, they even pretty much say it. The dude's like eight years old and he's over there being Nico Robin, like discovering everything about the world. Like what eight year old can do that? And uh, I just always found him to be the most interesting. But you just to explain my perspective a little more. Why do you not like the Uchiha's so much? It's not that I don't like the Uchiha's. I mean, you got to remember, three of them made my list. Yes. Freaking Obito, Sasuke, and Madara. But why not Itachi? Yes. My biggest problem with the character of Itachi is that he's too powerful. And that's something, there's a certain character type See, in See, I like that he was so self-aware. Mm-hmm. See, it's the opposite reason. I like his character. And, and I was even really more shocked because, like, <laughs> this is funny, too. Because, like, when Itachi was first introduced, the reason I really didn't like him is because he made my favorite character, Kakashi, look like a bitch. Yes, like, you know, he did. Kakashi arrived, they started to fight. I'm like, oh my god, this is like the coolest thing in Naruto I've seen so far. And then the next shot is Kakashi literally being crucified and like tortured by Itachi. And it just, it made me so angry and bitter. <laughs> and, you know, and he was already a villain, so it was okay. So it's like, okay, uh, it's all right to hate him. It's all right. You know, I mean, he killed Sasuke's entire family. And then when they finally reveal that he's actually been doing all of this, like, you know, to help out Sasuke and everything. Very self-aware, like I said. It it changed my entire perspective of the character. But I still don't like him because of how freaking powerful he is. Just because he he reminds me of those type of characters that I see in other anime series. Like, uh, there's one that I know you're not too familiar with. It's called uh, Inuyasha. I've only seen episodes on Toonami way yeah, back there, in the There's day. this one character in the show who's the brother of the main character, Inuyasha. His name is Sashomaru. And he's the same type of character. Really, really quiet. Super badass. Knows everything about everything. And always has some sort of weird, crazy technique that absolutely defeats everything. And he's just got that calm, super badass demeanor <laughs> that kind of gets under my skin in a weird way, and I'm not sure why. I actually, it's not Itachi's powers, because at the end of the day, he's not... He his is, powers are cool, though. His powers are cool, and he is probably in the top ten as strong characters, but he's not like... I'd say he's in the top five, at least. You really powerful. think? I think the most powerful character uh, of the show was Kaguya. I only say Kaguya because they actually couldn't defeat her, they could only seal her. I'd say the second most powerful character was Madara Uchiha. Yes. Freaking amazing. Third most powerful, get ready for this shocker, Itachi Uchiha. 
Really? I think he's the most... Uh, I think he could trump could... Sasuke and Naruto any day. Even in their most powerful forms? Even in their most powerful forms. But that's only because Itachi always has some sort of weird technique that he'll bust out of nowhere <laughs> and end up freaking saving the day. The really... other two, though, Naruto and Sasuke. I, I think it's a, maybe a three-way tie. Mm-hmm. I Personally, if Naruto and Sasuke teamed up to fight Itachi, though, mm-hmm. they'd, they'd smack him around. Possibly. Because, even still, I'm like, I don't see, know. Because they got the eye powers covered with Sasuke, because he can kind of help... Naruto can get out of Genjutsu because mm-hmm. he works with Kurama now. And then uh, uh, Itachi would have to look out for Sasuke's eye powers as well as Naruto's like beast strength, you mm-hmm. know? So it would be kind of a, I don't know. But the other thing, I just always liked Itachi for his brain power. Mm-hmm. I didn't like him for his, He's know. definitely not a brawny character. Like, most Even though of he's his, super powerful, yeah, he's not. Like, there, there aren't scenes of Itachi like punching people in the face. And yeah, do, he's not sitting over there flexing. You no, know? He's, he's usually doing like uh, the Susanoo technique or yep. using like his uh, clones or something. Like He's a very smart character, and uh, he knows not to get right up in your face. You know, That was another fight that I was really hoping eventually we'd get to see, uh, which they did sort of expand upon in the video games, which is uh, Itachi versus Kisame. Just them having like, a training session because... I mean, Kisame had to be put with Itachi for a reason, you know. And I, my guess is to make sure Itachi doesn't do anything too stupid or crazy or try to betray the Akatsuki, mm-hmm. which obviously Kisame wasn't paying attention that much because he eventually <laughs> went off and did his own thing, even came back as a zombie, ended up having, like, a big uh, reconciliation moment with his brother. Uh, but still, uh, what other characters on your list uh, did you want to mention? Maybe ones that were not on my list. I liked uh, First Hokage. I thought mm-hmm. he was great. He he obviously is kind of Naruto like, mm-hmm. but uh, I just thought that his uh, his character was well done, even though it was kind of exposed towards the end of the series. It took a long time to get to that. Yeah, I mean, even like, when Ugh. they uh, brought him back as a zombie the first time, uh, they didn't say he anything. was blank. He was a blank yeah. slate, and he cried like a bitch. You know, like, <laughs> so it was like oh, I don't, I got nothing for this character. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, man, I wish I had my list in front of me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know I really liked uh, first Hokage Itachi. Um, oh, I know something I always say about Itachi. Itachi was the uh, a brother to Naruto. Oh, no, the brother of Naruto that Sasuke... No, I'm saying it wrong. Do you remember that phrase? He, I, was, uh, he was the brother to Naruto that Sasuke always wanted and never got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that Naruto never needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true, though. He, he always tried... He's like, well, you know... I, you know, it's like going to the big, no, I'm not going to fucking get dark or anything. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, uh, I, that's why I, I really like Itachi for his brain and his abilities to, like, understand the world around him. Like I said, he seems very Nico Robin-like, you know, mm-hmm. like, so self-aware. I never even thought of that before until you mentioned it. That is a good point. Yeah, he's, like, so self-aware, it's, like, almost crazy. That That's why he seems so powerful to me. Um, I just wanted something to really catch him by surprise. Well, he never really know. defeated Obito. He never figured Obito out. And that's another interesting thing about Itachi. Like, you know, he became a member of the Akatsuki because he was sort of ended up having to force to work with Obito. There are, like, almost no scenes with them interacting. No. Like, and I think that's really I think Obito knew not to be around him. Obito knew not to be around Itachi at all times. Like, he he knew he was all about his powers, his manipulation, his weird, crazy eye techniques, freaking Izanami, Izanagi, um, just... He didn't want to be around him. Yeah. He knew. He knew there was a problem there. Because, you know, Obito's also another one of those characters. Like, Obito's not that powerful, I think. I just think he has an ability that allows him to escape pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's got the Zetsu body, which allows him to regenerate and replace body parts. Yeah. That's what makes him seem so unstoppable. I mean, obviously, he ended up becoming the Jinchuriki, the Tentails, But that was short-lived because Madara just came in, took over the story. And then Kage came in and took over the story. Which... Oh, we are getting so close to that in the anime, but you know, we got this filler to wade through first. Uh, this filler has been 
good and disappointing. Mm-hmm. Mostly disappointing, though. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're padding it out for a reason. I, I just pray that it's going to be really good when they come back. You know, All I know is this. When they get back to the canon I material... See, I want to see Black Zetsu pierce through Madara. You know, like that scene. I want to see, I want to see the uh, Taijutsu... <laughs> It's fucking Naruto. The shit's been over for a while. Fuck you if you only watch the anime. Uh, the uh, the uh, the scene where uh, I almost said Bruce Lee guy guy goes up against Madara. That's that, the one fight a lot of people are waiting for. The elephant gun, whatever mm-hmm. he uses against him, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I forgot the specific morning name tiger was, uh, or no morning peacock. Was, Afternoon uh, tiger. Morning peacock. Morning peacock. <laughs> peacock. Uh, morning peacock. <laughs> Afternoon tiger. And, uh, evening, was, ele- evening elephant, maybe evening elephant. The E-E-E-T-I- I really thought it was going to be a dragon. I still remember talking about that with you when we were doing mm-hmm. those. Oh, I thought it was going to be a dragon, mm-hmm. but you know, it makes sense because an elephant foot is like big and flat and it, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be like if an elephant could stand up on two That's legs actually and punch what the, you. Uh, it looked like too. It yeah. It looked like an elephant. The elephant. Yeah. And if an elephant could stand up on two legs and punch you, that would fuck you up. Yeah. You know, so say the frigging least <laughs> it obliterate your body. Your head would explode. Yeah. An elephant would have a mean jab, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm sure that's, but, why. Uh, that, that's the only thing I'm, I am worried about though when we finally do get back to the canon material i'm gonna be a little more critical of it because it's like all right guys you've had some time bitches. you've had time this is the end you better put some freaking tlc into it because this is your chance to go out on the highest note possible no, it's gonna be moderate verse guy and it's just gonna be repeating animation of like block kick block kick block, oh, kick, god block, i really kick. hope it doesn't go that way <laughs> i really hope they're able to capture like but they'll move them they'll be, it'll be over here and then there'll be a, ch-ch, and then they'll move over here. Oh, stop saying that. And then they go. Ch-ch, You're making it be- sound so <laughs> unexciting. Uh, that's gonna be, you know, that's the thing too. There's so many battles at the end. That's like, oh, you got to make that one of those special episodes. But there's like ten of them in the final part of the series. So uh, I really hope they're gonna put their budget into that because this filler isn't going anywhere uh, like anytime soon. Uh, like it's gonna be here a while, and uh, uh, we're gonna have some uh, turbulence <laughs> on the. Uh, but uh, I think that's a good place to end it today. Yeah, you guys, thank you so much for watching. If you enjoy these videos, give us a thumbs up, follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, all that jazz. And uh, we also have a Amazon Associates link if you want to help out the channel that way, buy anything through it, through Amazon. And every time you buy something, we get a little bit of that and it helps us out. Or you can just directly donate to us with uh, our PayPal link. And uh, that's pretty much it this week, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, the powerful Nerdcast is out. Mm-hmm.